This is Nicholas Brooks, and you are listening to Behind the Note Podcast with Chris Davis. You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, welcome to episode number 50 of Behind the Note Podcast. I have a special guest with you, with us today. Hi, everybody. This is my wife, Mrs. Davis. Yes. Thank you for listening. I told you I introduced her to you, and here we are. Now, this is like a year celebration here, so I wanted to do something a little different. So this show today, this is going to be us three, Mrs. Davis, myself, and you. And I'm just going to tell you like a review of the show for all the new listeners. If you haven't heard every episode, this would be a great resource for you to Go back and check out certain ones that sound interesting to you. And that's why we're here. Like, this is 50 episodes in. We're halfway to 100. Yeah. And I'm just happy that, we were, that we've come this far. And we're going to continue to go on. So, I, I got help today. I wanted somebody to help me. And Raquel's here. Thanks. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, she's going to feel, you know, these... She's going to punt to me, you know, she's going to help me out with these with these topics because I I don't like doing solo episodes. It's like I just don't like it. No. And I listen back to it. You know how it is when you hear your own voice on the recording? Yes. I, I, I don't like it. And it's like that for an entire episode. So on that note, I'll be quiet. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what what's the what's the first. So this is behind the note in review. And lessons learned over the over last this fifty episodes. Last up to now fifty episodes, so forty nine before this. So uh what's the first thing on the agenda here? So the first thing is have vision. And I think it's interesting that we're starting with this one because anything that is created starts with a vision, starts with an idea. So we're starting with this one. Um you have to have vision if you want to create something. And you have to stick with that vision and keep looking back to what that first initial vision was to, that's, that's to true. have it come to pass. Yeah, and the, and the first example of this is in episode number 11, or actually episode number 8 with Ulysses Owens Jr. And then again in episode 11 with Near Felder. And in both cases... These gentlemen won Grammy Awards as sidemen, and I asked them the same question. I asked, what was it about the environment, in your opinion, that led to this Grammy Award-winning album? Mm -hmm. And so Ulysses Owens won two Grammy Awards in two different bands, and uh, one was with Christian McBride, bass player, and another was with vocalist Kurt Elling. And Near Felder won his Grammy Award as a sideman with drummer Terry Lynn Carrington. And I asked them the same question on separate occasions. They didn't hear the others answer, but they said the same thing, which was they the band leaders had a vision for the album. And secondly, they communicated this vision with the band members. And 
they also they also noted that the band leaders worked differently, especially Ulysses, because he, you know, we're getting two perspectives from one side guy, side man. In this case, it was Ulysses. He was saying they they have different ways of achieving the same goal. So, but the common denominator was the vision mm-hmm. of the album, and it's important to note. Uh, maybe Kurt Elling was thinking about winning a Grammy somewhere in the back of his mind because he was nominated so many times and didn't get it. But uh, besides that, they just really wanted to have a, a great recording. Yeah. And they wanted their vision to come to life. You had a vision. I did. We, many of them. We, I don't know which one you're referring well, to. Well, your CD. Oh, yeah. Which yesterday I was driving to work and happened to turn on the jazz station and Something sounded familiar, and it was Chris's song, Goodness and Mercy, from his album Eventide, which is awesome. You should get that if you don't have it. Thank thank you. (laughs) My wife is trying to plug my album. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Anyway, I freaked out. It's not time for that yet. (laughs) I freaked out. It's always time for that. Yeah. I freaked out, and people were probably wondering why I'm screaming in the car, driving to work. But it's because I had never heard anything of yours on the radio, and it was the first time, and it sounded so good, and it was amazing to be, you know, the wife of that. It was a very proud moment. So, and you had a vision, and it was. It's nice to see that come to pass. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I was really happy when you called me, and uh, I found the station as fast as I could. And when I heard it on there, it was it was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Literally a dream come true. Yeah, it almost happened exactly the way I dreamed it up too. That was mm-hmm. really cool. So that was the first time I experienced uh, hearing my writing on the radio. So yeah. I was happy for that. Uh, so what's next on the agenda? So next we have create the work that you envision versus waiting for the phone to ring. Oh, this is great. Because there's so many people say, you hear this all the time, uh, the phone's not ringing or work is slow right now. And everybody goes through ups and downs. Like there's nothing new under the sun. We mm-hmm. all have similar uh, successes and failures, you know. So what sets you apart somebody who's working constantly versus someone who's not working as often besides besides the talent you know assume two people have equal talent mm-hmm. so what what's setting you apart so we talked we learned we talked about business um sorry uh best music marketing lessons uh episode number seven with john ojaka and then again in episode number 10 with steve nixon and then I came on the microphone and did a solo show on episode 17. And that was five sales tips that would get you results fast. And that was actually a very popular episode. Check that one out. But John Ojako was great. He talks, he talks uh, pretty fast. But he talked about how to set your funnel in place or your system in place, which is really... Uh, heavily based on email communication with your listeners and also cutting out the middleman being the middleman being the uh, recording companies, you know, because it's the 21st century and it's not 1990 anymore, Mm -hmm, you know, or 1980 or whatever, we can go directly to our fans. And so John Ojaka was giving us some great tips on how to do just that. And then Steve Nixon is a great example of somebody who did it 
Now, Steve has a, a different uh, business model. He has free jazz lessons, uh, freejazzlessons.com, which I didn't know was like the number one site for oh, wow. piano uh, lessons. Mm-hmm. It's really Good cool. For him. So he talked to us about how he was able to start his business. So for all the teachers out there, or you know, if you have a desire to teach, follow Steve Nixon. Listen to that episode. See how he did what he did. Um, so lesson number three, where are we at? Oh, um, I was going to give a nice quote for the number two. Oh, one. please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. As far as just creating the work, meaning you can't just sit around and wait for something to happen. I love the quote. The smallest action is better than the bigger intention. So you can want to do something, wait around for it forever and it will never happen. But if you get off the couch and actually do that, make the action, make it happen, um, it's going to happen. So you are in control. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, stay active. Yeah, the smallest things really do go a long way. It builds momentum, which is what we need to be successful, momentum in our favor. Yeah, that's very good. And and so for us musicians, it's as simple as uh, going out to perform or sit in with the band. Um, you know, I actually did that. I think that recently, I think that actually led to the CD getting on the radio. Yeah, I can't prove that, but I, I believe that. Because days after that happened is when everything well, went down. That's just one small example. So what's what's number three? So number three, stick with it when times are challenging. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody just gives up <laughs> before, <laughs> like right before they're successful. But then you'll never know that you were about to like knock down the wall because you gave up. So, you know, there's, there's no proof that it's about to happen like tomorrow. But. All of the successful stories that you uh, search and read up on, they have that common factor. So lessons in sticking sticking it out when times are challenging. Uh, go back to episode number one with Elaine Dane. Uh, she talks about just being persistent and getting your foot in the door in the local businesses. Uh, she was she she's a great example of that. And then finally getting your your chance to perform and build relationships with people. Marquise Hill tells a similar story in episode number six. This is somebody who, well, at, at the time we recorded, he had done a, a, a lot of great things, but since then he's done even more, including winning the Thelonious Monk trumpet competition. And now his career is, it was already um, trending upward, but it's really taken off. Um, he records a CD every year. I think he's like, wow. <laughs> what number year? Number five, maybe mm. uh, somewhere around there, but great lessons in, in persistence mm-hmm. in episode 36. I got on the microphones, did a solo episode and talked about seed time and harvest time. Yeah, that was a good one. When will most of your gigs come? You know, that's a lesson and persistence. That's all I'm going to say about when most of your gigs would come. If you didn't hear that episode, just go, go back and listen to that yeah, one. It's check, a good one. Just check it out. Uh, and finally, a recent episode, number 46, not that long ago, with a, a drummer, Nick Ruffini, from drummersresource.com. This is somebody who lost a lot. I can't say he lost everything because he didn't lose everything, but he lost a lot, including his home, uh, his girlfriend, and some other things. However, 
because he didn't give up, he kept pushing. He found a new woman who's now his wife. Oh, wow. He said he found his current business partner that he didn't know this person before he had his trials. So and now he has a, a, a very nice business in, in Drummer's Resource. It's just one of his businesses. So listen to Nick's story in episode number 46. And uh, stick great, with it. <laughs> great lessons in perseverance from Elaine Day, Marquise Hill, Nick Ruffini, and myself. So moving on to number four, learn basic business lessons. Going back to episode number seven with John Ojaka, that was a great episode. And regarding, again, direct-to-fan marketing and just basic business tips, uh, internet-based business tips, if you want to categorize it to just the internet, uh, go back and listen to John Ojaka because he gave us some great tips on how we can uh, build relationships with people on, on the web and how that can be a good thing for your business, uh, setting up systems for your business and be on your way to, uh, what do they call, uh, passive income, mm-hmm. passive income. All right. Next. What's next? Next is learn how to connect with people. Oh, this is probably the most important thing of Right. What's the what's the greatest commandment? Love thy neighbor. Yeah, that's it. So the first time I heard this, I was laughing so hard because it was the truth. You ever heard something like it's it's funny because it's true? Yes. Yeah. So that's how I was when I heard Michael Weatherspoon in episode number 12. He said these words. I won't forget them. He said people hire who they know. Yeah, which is like true. the truth, and we all know that. But then he said, they don't hire the best musician. <laughs> they hire the best musician that, that they, they know. know. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, connection is such a big thing. I mean, people remember you when they see you and they talk to you. Yeah, that's true. But you know, that's just the beginning of hopefully what becomes a deeper relationship. So I also want to I also want to uh, bring up Rudy Royston because he gave us some great tips in episode nine on how to basically start over in a brand new city. He's he was very well established in his town. I think he came. I think he was living in Colorado with his wife, and he had children, has children. So he was a band director with the wife and children, very established used to getting paid every two weeks or whatever their schedule was. And he talked to his wife and said, you know what? I want to do this playing thing. They just up and went to New York. Just left. Just moved the whole family over there. And I'm sure it was hard for them, but they sacrificed. Yeah. And that's exactly what he talked about, how he got over the the trials in the beginning. And now the man, has, he was the drummer of the year, 2014. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody knows who Rudy Royston is and wants to work with Rudy Royston. He's a great musician. You know, I was thinking, like, I I could put a band together of all the great musicians that have been on this show. It (laughs) would be, be like, the best band band. of all time. And we could play any style of music because everybody's, like... Awesome. Yeah, really, really great at what they do. So... So that was lesson number five, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's about who knows you and who who you know. Meet people. Be on the scene, like Jeremy Pelt said. And say something. Yeah. All right. So. 
Where are we? Okay, we are at six. Be a pro- prolific content provider. Content provider. Content, yeah. So, oh my gosh, you have to take that out. I'm not taking it out. <laughs> I do know how to read. No, that word can go either way, though. <laughs> content and content. Yeah. So, be prolific. Man, I heard uh, a story recently about Michael Jackson. I don't know how true it is, but it's probably the truth. The story is this, that he wrote for every album that he actually released that we know about publicly, he wrote 100 songs. Whoa, for be, that album? To be on that particular album. And then he chose the best ones and actually put them on there. Where are these? Now that's That prolific. didn't make it. Hey, you know, they got those <laughs> locked up somewhere. That's how, that's how come, that's how, uh. That's how Biggie and Tupac are still making albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know Prince, man. Mm-hmm. You know, how what what do they say about Prince? I don't know how many uh they say Prince has enough music written to re- release an album every day yeah. for like so many years. Oh, I thought every year, but yeah. Yikes. And and Duke Ellington, thousands of uh pieces of music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the thing is to be prolific in whatever you do. If you're um if you're a writer, if you're a performer, then perform. You know, if you're a writer, write. So be prolific. A prolific content provider. Content. <laughs> yeah. Be content <laughs> with your content. So examples of this, episode number five is, is the example I want to use. Because we had Rufus Reed in that episode. And he he wrote the book called the evolving bassist in the 1970s and he owns the rights to evolving bassist and today in the 21st century he's still still selling copies still selling copies earning money from that book he wrote one time so that's that's a great thing and that's just now that's not an example of being prolific because that's just one example but of like he only created one book in this example. However, that book is only one piece of his content over time. He's written many albums. He just mm-hmm. wrote um an album that was released January twenty fourteen. That's the last album I know about from him. Mm-hmm. But the point is right. Yeah. I know you right. said something about Duke Ellington and I know he continued to get Grammys even way after he died. He was still receiving Grammys for the work that he did. Yeah. Good example there. So define success for yourself. This is a good one. Well, that's actually a quote from Milton Suggs in episode number 16. Hmm. And I think it stands alone. Yeah. I'm not even going to say anything else about that. Period. Define success for yourself. You got to know what it is. The next one is recording tips. Yeah. So we have some lessons on recording and in episode 18, again, that was a solo show uh, for me. But then you can hear from, uh, in that show, I talk about what I learned in my experience recording my album, mm-hmm. Even Tide, as a, as a first-time band leader in the recording, uh, in the recording booth, mm-hmm. in the recording session. Everything that comes with that, uh, the lessons I learned. What was unexpected I had to deal with, where I messed up, all of those things. 
made the best of my mistakes. Yeah, and that's really good for people who haven't made an album before, but they would like to know. So it's good advice for them. Okay, next one, recording tips, number eight. You did a podcast where you gave advice on your recording, right? How you did it? Yeah, I did. So that was episode number 18. And pretty much I just shared the mistakes that I made. And I also shared what I did well uh, with my band as a band leader. Yeah. Because it's different when you're a leader versus a sideman. You just have more to think about, more to consider. More responsibilities. Yeah. So number 18, episode 18 was a great show for that. But then... We had episode 33 with Chad McCullough, and man, that was valuable because Chad had a unique experience as one of the main people in a small, well, a small record label in the sense of that it was a small team making it work, like maybe three or four people, but very well-known record label. Mm -hmm. So he tells you what to look for if you're looking for a record label, why you should join a record label. And how to seek out a record label that fits you and make sure that you fit their vision as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a great episode. If you're looking for a record label or if you're considering joining a label, episode 33 is where you want to go. But then in episode 25, I talked to an engineer and he tells us his experiences, uh, just being an engineer, it's, it's so much like being a performing musician so if you have a any desire to be an engineer as a hobby or as a professional go to episode number 25 next one are you ready yeah yes i'm ready are you sure no i'm not sure because the next one is stay ready oh yeah because if you (laughs) stay ready you don't got to get ready yeah so that was awesome (laughs) because episode 39 we had Rock and roll legend, D. Snyder. Oh, that was such an awesome episode. And he taught us you just got to keep your chops ready for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know D. Snyder's story, he had maybe three years, three solid years in the spotlight, which is a very long time. Mm -hmm. And he was the guy with Twisted Sister. He's what made Twisted Sister go Mm -hmm. in the late 70s. And... I asked him, I said, how were you ready for Twisted Sister when they called you? Twisted Sister was already a band before D got got there. But once he joined, they just went to a new level. And he, his answer to my question was, he just kept his chops ready. He noticed they were kind of slipping. And so as a result, he wanted to stay performing. So mm-hmm. he joined a band that performed regularly to keep his chops ready. And when he got the call... He said he was ready. And, you know, all of us need to do that. Keep keep your chops ready to go. Yeah. Last but not least, what? don't compare yourself with others. Yes. That's a dangerous thing. Don't ever do that. Don't compare yourself to other people. And it's a simple reason. You have a unique talent. Nobody can compare to your talent. Nobody can duplicate your talent. How many Michael Jordans are there? Just one. Yeah. Everybody, you, you hear all oh, the next Michael Jordan. There is no next Michael Jordan. The closest thing we have, Kobe Bryant. Which is, could be argued. Well, that's, that's no, it can't be argued. He's the closest thing we have. He Statistically? Has five, he has five championships. Michael has six. 
for example, they play the same position. Mm-hmm. Kobe stole all of Michael Jordan's moves. <laughs> Michael Michael Jordan even says that, you know. He said Michael Jordan said Kobe might beat him because he stole all his moves. You know. So <laughs> Kobe Bryant's the, the closest thing, but as even as close as you get, there's still only one Michael. Just one Michael. There's one you. So don't compare yourself to others. Now it's good to learn from people and sharpen your your skills by mimicking so you can learn the language if you're improvising for mm-hmm. example you got to you got to learn the language you have to learn the basics the foundation of your craft so you can copy in that way but don't try to be exactly like anybody okay so does that bring does that bring us to number 10 it does last right. but definitely not least this is how to use youtube Yes, this is really important right right now. So in episode 22, we talked about best YouTube practices with Gina Knight. And Gina was doing so well. Actually, she is doing so well. But I found her in some SEO research I was doing. And she was like just killing it for how to play drums. I think might have been the term I was looking for. And I, I discovered Drum Lessons Girl, which is Gina's brand. So she came and she talked to us about this best YouTube practices. So that was actually another best episode of Behind the Note podcast. Everybody seemed to really be yeah. interested in YouTube, how to use YouTube. Well, I think that's where everybody goes to learn something or to teach something. And so it's a it's a very, a very beneficial thing to to know. So right now, let's recap. Recap. Number one. Number one, have vision. Number two, you want to create the work that you envision. So that goes together. Number three, stick with it when times are challenging. Number four, learn basic business lessons. Five, learn how to connect with people. Number six, you want to be a prolific content provider. (laughs) Number seven, define success for yourself. And number eight, we gave recording tips. Number nine, stay ready. Stay ready. You don't have to get ready, Raquel. Stay ready. And finally, number 10, we talk about best YouTube practices. Yes. Very and there's, important. A lot, there's a lot more on the show, but these are just some that I wanted to highlight. And uh, as this as this is being recorded, uh, we just released Chris Bodie uh, oh, yeah. last episode. It's a good Th- one. It's already like becoming one of the all-time downloaded shows. By the way, Terrell Stafford's episode dwarfed everybody <laughs> else. Seriously, like nobody, nobody else compared to Terrell Stafford's downloads. Mm-hmm. So you guys clearly love Terrell Stafford. Uh, and I understand why. That was a great talk. Great episode. And um, John Clayton is uh, on episode number 48. So two episodes prior to this one. Go back and listen to those great lessons from those from those guys. And we have like shows recorded for the rest of the year. So we have some great shows coming up in the future for you, uh, including Warren Wolf. Oh my gosh. Wait till you hear about this guy, Prodigy. Uh, that's all for today. Thanks for pressing play. Thanks for uh, joining us, Raquel. Thank you for having me. It was fun today. And, and congrats, Christopher, for getting to 50 episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Now, thank you for the listener who pressed play 50 Yes. Times. Thank you, listeners. Keep on <laughs> pressing. Yeah, we're going to keep doing this for you. I want to get to the next 50. And thanks again. Go to BehindTheNote.com. Sign up for the email list. Uh, stay, abreast of, stay abreast of what's happening in this DIY world. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, bye. God bless you.